You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As we are back once again, and people might be saying, wow, I feel like Hyperspace Hangout has turned into, you know, trash the sequels. But (laughs) this time it's not us talking about it. It's John Boyega. So we're going to talk about it. It's what he has to say. And if he, I mean, if he doesn't like the sequels, well, he's in them. So yeah. Yeah. What do you want me? What do you want us to do about it? So. Now, I mean, so this this was a uh, GQ magazine, right? Uh, article, mm-hmm. and I'll just say this: if you're, I, I follow um, John on on Twitter, and he highly encourages that you go read the entire article. Okay, so and he basically says if you haven't, then to take your top lip and your lower lip, and you know, um, make them one. <laughs> Don't yeah. say anything until you go read the whole article. Well, so, as as and I have both read the whole article, so we are we are at liberty to discuss it. Yeah, so uh, you know, but I, I will say, yeah, we want to make some comments on it, talk about it. Obviously, everyone else is talking about it in the fandom, and so um, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing to talk about, and I'm glad that you know he's sharing and that we have that article to go to and you know learn more about his experiences and and what's going on. So I, I think that's neat. But yeah, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, so the whole article he talks about it. He talks about a lot more than just than just Star Wars, right? I mean, he talks about he talks about you know a lot. For, I mean, he talks about being stranded at one point, like mm-hmm. like the sea. That was you know that was crazy. But I guess just in 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 trying to kind of hyper focus on what he says about Star Wars, basically he says that his character was pushed to the side, um, as 
the story went on, right? I mean, that's his big... If I had to take one big point of it, do you think... I mean, would you agree that that is his his big point? Uh, Yeah, yeah. If you're looking at the Star Wars point to make, and then I just want to make one additional one, which is that in... Like, overall, his this all, um, you know, with this whole movement, the Black Lives Matter uh, mm-hmm. movement that he's been uh, involved in and he's working on. They were actually interviewing a lot of this. So they were interviewing um, a director for another project that he's working on, which which uh, was pretty, pretty neat. And I and so the big takeaway was that he was looking at our society and, and really how yeah. uh, people, you know, are, are treated people from different backgrounds, different ways of life, different uh, skin color, etc. I mean, he's he it's a big conversation about diversity and sharing some of what he has had to endure in this um, you know, field, this industry that he's in. And it's it's right. interesting because it's not one that I mean, it's not something that I know a whole lot about, you know, in, in terms of like what goes on with actors and the sets and production and things like that. And so, you know, I mean, it's it was it was very interesting um, and very enlightening to, to read. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, well, let's just dive into it because that's going to be really be the big the big kind of topic topic for today's episode. Um, coming, I will say this, and we, we've talked about this before. When we came out of The Force Awakens, I think the character that you and I both were like, wow, the, my favorite character of that movie was Finn. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I left Force Awakens, I you know I, I was thinking, wow, I hope Finn and Ray get together, right? That's what it feels like, you know. There's all, the, I mean, he was hilarious in that movie, right? He's he's joking with her, you know. Oh, I'm I'm a big deal, right? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big yeah. deal, and they're like, oh, you got you got like a boyfriend, you know, like serious boyfriend, like all that stuff, all those jokes were going on and I mean I'd almost I think you can almost argue Finn is like the star of the first movie I mean he gets a ton of he gets just as I mean he and Ray really split that that kind of role and then you you know you've got Poe who originally was supposed to die um then we get to the last Jedi um and things change right he now kind of takes kind of a back seat um, and then, you know, the last Jedi kind of goes in a different direction. And then it feels like, ah, we're jerking back with rise of Skywalker. And they kind of get back into some of that, like Finn and Ray, like, you know, like, uh, you know, he likes her kind of thing. Uh, when they, oh, when they, you know, they're going to fall through the sand. Right. He's like, oh, I have to tell you something. Right. And then they fall through the sand. And she's like, what do you mm-hmm. want to tell me? He's like, ah, don't worry. You know, like, don't worry about it or whatever. Um, and we see that he's like force sensitive and he can feel Ray and all this stuff. And it never really goes anywhere. Um, I mean, which, which is what it is. And then like the, all of the Rose stuff that they built up in the last Jedi is just gone. I mean, that's just gone in rise of Skywalker. Um, so then like in rise of Skywalker, Finn just feels like, I mean, an afterthought. Is it because they kind of push Poe Dameron forward a little bit? Um, I think you and I have felt that, Ray in in a way in the in the second movie kind of falls back a little bit, um, yeah, just because you know Luke comes in and they 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 give a much bigger focus on Kylo versus Luke, um, which I mean first of all <laughs> I'm fine with uh, because it's Star Wars and I'm here for Skywalkers who our actual name is Skywalker, okay, you know <laughs> not just something that we decide to choose. 
uh, our, our, our name to be. So, um, are you kidding me right now? I did. I did. <laughs> I just, me? if I go outside and say my, I'm Batman, that doesn't mean I'm actually Batman. Every right? time I walk into a restaurant, <laughs> they say, they ask, you know, for my la for a name for the party. You know, and I say, do you Skywalker, stare off? Do you stare? Do you say Ezra? Ezra what? And then you look off into the distance and then see Luke and Leia and go Skywalker. You know no, what I, mean? like, I just yeah. say Skywalker <laughs> party of two or three or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so. nah, anyway, any, any, anywho. Um, I mean, now he obviously goes even further in this article to say that, you know, some of it has to do with race. Right. And he says, um, you know, don't push forward a black character as important and then leave him to the wayside. Um, and so, I mean, I'm going to take I'm going to take his side of the story on it uh, because I'm definitely not qualified to talk about how, uh, you know, black people or African-Americans are, you know, unfairly treated in this country as a, uh, you know, st straight white male uh, in America. So I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to believe him if, if that's if that's if that's what he says. Uh, but then also, I mean, you can just look at it and see, you know, I mean, I mean, I can look at it and, and say without race aside or any of the things that he's he's pointing out in this article. I mean, I can immediately look at it and be like, yeah, his character gets pushed to the side. I mean, he's a huge part of episode seven, episode eight. He goes off on a side mission with with Rose. And it's like, you know, we pull away from everything that you built up with him and Ray in the first movie. Um, he does get to fight Phasma and kind of finish her off. And, you know, what feels like something just kind of thrown in there in the middle. Um, I mean, Phasma is a character in general who sometimes I'm like, you know, I mean, it's just it. Mm -hmm. it it's kind of built up and then it just it all happens so quick quick i mean we thought she was gonna be a way bigger part of episode seven and it turns out yeah. she's you know in it for like five minutes and then the second movie she's in it for like three minutes only to show up fight finn and just get ki killed i mean like immediately i mean that's like that's it so um right. you know i mean there's there's a lot of things i think into it that that has i mean there's there's so many things as we as we talked about with with the with the sequels where i think Part of it has it just has to be the planning of it, um, but I mean it sounds like John Boyega. I mean he sounds, I mean relatively upset. I mean I, I he's yeah. he's kind of he's kind of said like I'm done with Star Wars, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think we, it was ever really brought to this level until I read this article. I mean I thought it was just like ah eh, I'm done. You know like I did it. I did you know I did yeah. I did my thing. I mean Harrison Ford was like hey I'm done right. You know yeah. it wasn't ill will or bad feelings. I mean this is like I mean he literally. I mean, literally tells Disney to F off. I mean, quite literally yeah. tells Disney to F off in this article. And it's like, I mean, so, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I'll say this, like, when you, when you go read it, I mean, he talks a lot about, like, his professional demeanor. He talks about that day where he uh, was a part of the uh, protest for Black Lives Matter, got the, got the megaphone, got up, said some stuff, and how, you know, good that felt and how, like, you, you know, just him being in the position that he is and being someone who has such a, a big following and people love him. Um, but, but he just got up there and was able to just be kind of raw and just, just go at it. And so, yeah, in this article, I mean, he really does kind of let loose a little bit and tells us sort of, um, how, how he feels he was pushed aside and he feels like they didn't know what to do, um, with his character. And what we said is until he comes out and, and makes the tie or the connection for us that this has to do with race, um, 
but I mean, before he did that, you and I agreed that what happened to Finn? I mean, like, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that that was the thing. And so now John Boyega, the actor, is saying, "I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys, they don't know what to do in in this industry. There's problems. There's there's things uh, here. There there are the white standards. There's this. I mean, so I mean, my question coming out of it was to say back to John, what do we do? I mean, what what is right. what what are the what are the solutions? And I'm sure that's going to take a lot of different people. And they're they're talking about that, and this movement's going on, and. And um, I'm hoping people, you know, I, I hear things like, you know, Kathleen Kennedy setting prior, priorities that she wants more female directors. We want, uh, you know, directors from different backgrounds, from, you know, different cultures and races, you know, all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, awesome. I mean, that's right. That that's awesome. And so until he said this, I mean, we were just sitting there going like, God, they don't know what to like story wise because we had these talks and I was a little bit more. Uh, filtered when we had them about the idea that the sequels it does not have a cohesive story. like story and it just it, it uh it does seem like and he, he, he makes a he, he says in here um what's he say about what's he say about JJ he talks about how he he talks about he talks about he talks about don't bash on my boy JJ who had to come in and do a salvage job on this I mean yeah and I'll, I'll I mean. And there's so, some language I mean, to it, but yeah, he's, there is, he wasn't there's even supposed to come back he, and try to save he, your blank. And yeah. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and say the 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 elephant that's not in the room, right? Um, because his name isn't mentioned. But I mean, it seems pretty. I mean, it seems pretty clear to me who he, of who he's really upset with. If I had to pick one person who he doesn't necessarily name. I mean, he talks about how his boy is J.J. Abrams, and then he talks about how in The Last Jedi was when things went the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, it comes back to Ryan Johnson, and I mean, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I go, I go, I so, I go so far, so back and forth on The Last Jedi, where sometimes there's parts of it where I'm just like, God, that's great, and it's and and it's and it's genius, and. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to know the de the details because I mean, I I think it's hard to whether I mean whether you like it or you don't, whatever. I mean, clearly it just it put Star Wars in a different direction, not just Star Wars and everything that happened in the past, but just the sequels, right? And you can you know whether that's Disney saying, hey, make the movie you want to make, and we're fine with that. And he said, well, this is the movie I want to make. Or it was Disney pushing him to it, or he was like, I want to make this, and this is what it's going to be, and I don't care if it pisses Star Wars people off. I mean, Sam Whitworth, uh, who's you know, a big Star Wars guy, has come out and, and, and criticized it. Uh, I mean, Mark Hamill has been was kind of vocal about it. Hey, you know, I don't right. like I don't like the I don't like the direction we're going. Um, and I mean, you know, and that's not even I mean, we're not even talking about racism stuff yet, right? Which is what he's which is what he's he's claiming in this, uh, but I mean I think it's 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 clear to me that from the get go in the Force Awakens, as just as you've said many times, they obviously have no idea where the story is going to go in the in the in the trilogy. So, you know, on one hand, I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, I you know, it, it seemed like they, they didn't even have something to go, they didn't even have a plan to go from the start of this thing. Let alone if they've already had issues that John Boyega is claiming, then that just exasperates the whole thing, and then you have what we have, which is, you know, decent, okay, bad. I mean, you know, 
I mean, I yeah, we have what we have. I'll I'll, I'll say that because there's definitely there's definitely fans of it. Um, and you know the I mean the unfortunate thing is is that Finn is a great character throughout the entire throughout the entire trilogy. I think Finn is a great character, and it's so disappointing because he. Uh, I mean, he said he's telling Disney to literally quite. I mean, quite literally, he says in the article he tells Disney you to do f all with my character. You you don't know what to do f all with my character. It seems highly unlikely that he's ever going to come back and do some sort of, you know, if they go into this Marvel type movie series where hey, we may do just one one standoff movie stuff like that that he's ever going to come back, and so his character may get really left to the wayside, which is disappointing because. Um, I mean, even in the the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, it's nothing to do with his acting or anything. It's just to do with the way his character is written. Um, in that we just don't see a lot of him, and what we do is just different than what we had in Force Awakens. Because again, coming out of Force Awakens, I thought everything was in a great place going forward. I was like, oh man, we're gonna figure out this stuff with Ray, and this Finn guy is awesome, and he was yeah. a big surprise to me coming out of force awakens yeah it, yeah exactly it, it is sort of um it was all set up there and i mean we all kind of thought this was leading towards like ray and finn were going to be together i mean like like there's right. still a way forward in which they could have had that story and kept those two just moving forward and, and i get you know jj then comes in and says well i gotta i gotta do what i gotta do because we went this direction in the last jedi not knowing it. it's it's the question that i that i ask months ago which was if you well i said i I, like if if you ask ryan johnson hey uh who who like (laughs) like what happens in in the next next movie he'd be like i i have no idea i have no clue that's not my job that's not what i was supposed to do i was just told to come in here and do this and it's like wait what you you weren't you weren't writing that story with an end point in mind like or if or as john says um the only end point that he was writing with in mind was a ray Kylo situation, and there was the, and the, that was the main focal point that they knew what to do with with Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, as he says. But everyone else, they nec- they, they they didn't they didn't have. I mean, a clear they. Vision. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, they they literally fired a director over. They fired the director of what would become Revenge, you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker, Colin Trevorrow, over his his him being upset with. The, the last Jedi while I was in production because he's like, well, I, this is, this doesn't work for me because I need these characters alive or I, you know what I mean? Right. And they fired, they fired Colin Trevorrow over it. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, you know, the whole thing is right. You, you bring someone in like JJ who has an idea who can maybe salvage it um, to, to some degree, because I don't know that Colin Trevorrow even had the answers either after like, you know, who, who has, cause he wanted to, to he wanted, because, he wanted to make his movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, really and again just just to get back to it i guess is like what what john is saying is that like it's just really clear to him that they didn't have like that plan i mean it just i don't know i and again i don't yeah. i say listen to him go go read his article and listen to his story and hear what he has to say about it because um he really feels like they did not understand how to work with um you know characters like him and and, and right. like, like finn rose poe like that they really misunderstood color, characters characters of color i'll, I'll say it, it yeah. is 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 yeah. really is is the is is the claim is the claim is the claim that he's he's making and he even and he even and he doesn't and he doesn't he doesn't bash adam driver or daisy ridley he's like they no. know it too 
He said, I mean, he I says exactly. that he, I mean, he says that they know it too. Right. Um, but I mean, the, but you know, also, I mean, just to add on to that, it's like, well, they didn't even know what to do with Ray's character. I mean, so <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know. I think it's, see, I, I know. And I think that's where, that's, that's where I'm not earlier, trying to, I'm not trying tie... to discredit his argument in that, but I'm just saying no. like, well, I, I mean, no. I can look at, uh, to me, I can look at, the, I can look at the trilogies without any, any of this, you know, I mean, he's saying, I mean, he's saying, I mean, saying some pretty serious stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, and so and I'm going to take, I'm going to take Meta's word on it. And so, I mean, but I, I'm saying like, I don't even think I need any of that because your main character who is Ray is your main, main, that's who the trilogy is really about. And they yeah. don't even know what to do with her. So, I mean, if you don't even know what to do with, with the main character, then how do you at all progress with any side characters or any of this other stuff? Right, but then also not to take away, and I know you're not to, like, right. like, trying yeah. to, but like the he does give us a lens, especially me. Mm-hmm. He gives me a lens to look through and says what you were seeing was a bunch of confusion. They didn't know what to do. And he says part of that was that they had characters like me. They, you right. know, that, exactly. that I was in there, and they... Through his lens, he's saying they don't know how to they they don't know what to do there. They JJ pushed me forward as someone like the number two. He's right next to Ray. He's super important next to Diz, uh, uh, Daisy, and we fumble it. I don't know. Like it, it just right. didn't seem like it hit. There wasn't the same significance. You know, like what is his significance? In, in the sequels, there's there, there are there's right. there's some good stuff. I'm not trying to like completely. Well, and like, here's you know, and look, lens, he says like it wasn't as significant. He was put forward originally as as uh, a significant character who then was reshuffled. Like the the right. priorities and I forget uh, the exact wording, right. but like yeah, it shifted right. and, in, you know, in the Last Jedi. Exactly, and and the thing to take away from this is look at everything we've been hearing over the past two years, right? Uh, since Justice League came out, right? Um, I forget the guy's name. Is it Ray Fisher? Uh, I forget his name. The the guy who plays Cyborg. I just want to have the top of my head. Yeah. He's been adamant that Joss Whedon was a jerk and uh, that Joss Whedon was not like fun to work with. And they did. And Warner Brothers came in and did all these reshoots. And uh, he said like it, all of it, it's like he was he's like the most adamant about it. I mean, he's gone so far as to say like I mean like, you know like like harassment and and stuff and stuff like that about about Joss Whedon. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Which is and and Warner Brothers, and the whole deal with uh, the Justice League movie. And then since then we've had literally. I mean. Um, Oh, God, how am I? Cal Drogo, Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, Jason, Jason Momoa, I mean, they've all been saying, we want to see the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And now they're going to do it. And you start looking at the trailer. I mean, it's a completely, I mean, <laughs> like, when you look at the footage of that thing, side right. by side, I mean, it's a t- 100%. I mean, it is totally different. It is a, it is a total different movie. Okay, and so yeah. when I think about that, and I think about like all of the production stuff that goes into it, it's like, man, different directors just they can push things in different ways and all this stuff. And those guys are saying, hey, there's harassment, there's abuse, and all like all this stuff going on. And then we start to see the the actual product that uh, Zack Snyder had compared to Joss Whedon. It's like, well, I mean, there is a ton of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't necessarily know about. I mean, yeah. a ton of stuff. And you just get different people in there who don't know what to do, and that's what you're left up with. I mean, you know, we've heard about the rumors of uh, JJ's original script, right? And that the that the Rise of Skywalker cut may be different. What's to yeah. say that? I mean, it, maybe he doesn't necessarily come out and say it, but what's to say that there isn't more 
uh, Finn and Poe in uncut footage of Rise of Skywalker that we didn't see. And maybe that's something he's he's saying without necessarily coming out and saying, well, there's uncut footage and, and all this stuff. And we film these extra scenes. I mean, because he yeah. goes, he says, he says, JJ did a salvage job. So, I mean, he's got to at some level be happy. It seems to me like he's a little bit happier with what happened in Rise of Skywalker than he was what happened in Last Jedi. Because he says, Last Jedi took my character, which was at the forefront. And Disney, you said you were going to, here's a black character who is important. You pushed me to the wayside. And then JJ comes in and salvages it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, no, yeah. that's how I'm reading it, yeah. Yeah, th- there could be. And as you say, like, I mean, he's even talking about when he first was cast in The Force Awakens. I mean, he was getting threats. He was, I mean, John was right. talking about death threats. And so there's things that he and other uh, cast members and maybe even crew are dealing with and stuff. And it's just that, I mean, that's stuff we don't hear about sometimes. And right. maybe, I don't know. Well, we I, know again, Kelly, Kelly Marine Tran was getting all kinds of absolutely. harassment yeah, absolutely. online and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean... I just don't. I mean, look I, at, I, I mean, know. just even look at, dear God, man. I mean, Mark Hamill has talked about how sad he feels for Jake Lloyd, who played Anakin, yeah. because people bullied him over it and people made fun of him. And I right. mean, you look at the guy, like, the guy's clearly gone through like some, like a, some, tr- I mean, just tr- like psychological, tr- I mean, trouble yeah. since he's been in, I mean, I mean, you know, trauma since he's, since he was. He was in the movie, which is so disappointing because I love him and he's like my Annie's like my favorite character. So I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is important. I mean, I I think another reason why I like that that John Boyega came out and this this article is out here is because I, I tend to just focus on the stories. I read a lot of books and I love the I love to think about the fictional characters, right? But there there are these there are these actors. There are people working on the sets and the crew, the directors, the writers, and so on. Um, who all have feelings, who are all pouring themselves into this, making something that will entertain us and that's going to like also motivate us and, and get us into storytelling or, or make us... I mean, George Lucas said, like, stor- like, Star Wars is about loving people. You know? I mean, that's, that's his thing. And that, yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. And, and so that's awesome. And it's, it's, it, it's great. It's just disappointing to hear that like these experiences are, are happening and stuff. But we don't know unless someone does come out and say something like this. That's why I'm saying now you can kind of attach... The confusion and the chaos that well just what we saw on the outside and you have someone on the inside say no i'm like let me connect the dots for you and so that's why we're, we're just commentating on it i say go to his twitter feed go listen to him um go read this article because it he lays it all out there you get to know him a little bit better you look at the projects that he's working on now um and i think it's an important conversation that they need to have in that uh you know that realm so uh yeah i don't know man yeah and there's a lot I mean there's a lot the only thing I'll say about this GQ article is there's a lot that he leaves unsaid because there's so many times where he starts to get into something and he's like well that's just all I'll say about that or that's just all mm-hmm. I'll say about that so clearly there is a lot more that he has to say about it but he's just you know it's an interview so he's just kind of you know right. not not going into completely full detail on on all, on all of this stuff I'll just say I love John Boyega I love him I love I Daisy too, really man. Adam Driver, I follow these people. I see what they're, you know, what they're passionate about, like when they're into um, these charities, you know, because it's, it's cool. They're these big, mm-hmm. we elevate them in such a way. And I know there's a lot of pressure with that. And I, I read about it and you hear about, like, I mean, you look at Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. They've talked for years about the pressures that were, that were associated with Star Wars and everything they went through. And you're like, wow, okay, that is, you know, it's, it's 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 a lot and i think we need to be reminded of it but i'm just like i love those i love those actors and i'm so 
So when they get fired yeah. up like this and there's something they're passionate about, I I kind of feel like, you know, it's important to talk about, you know, and and because we follow Star Wars. Some of our listeners might not have even seen this. And so there you go. I, I, I encourage right. you to go check it out and um, elevate the conversation. Right. And what and and where this ha- and what this has to do with the future of Star Wars for me is well it's a little disappointing because I it seems like we're not going to get any more Finn. Well, let me hold on. Let, let me counter just a, very, a, a hot second here. Um, I I think you can maybe look, and I could be wrong. I have no idea, and I'm just I'm hopeful. I'm an optimistic guy, but I think you could look to the Mandalorian and say there are a couple of fellows who maybe do know how to bring, uh, you know, that like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some good stuff going on there uh, that I think is is pretty neat, and that's we, that's, a, that's a focal point. So I don't know. I'm just saying may, maybe there is a way to to bring him, depending on who's there, depending on who the decision makers are at the time. Uh, that could that could influence uh, John to come back later. You know, you never know. I don't I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, I, I love his character. I, I love. I want more. I I personally want more of him and Ray. Uh, going on a, on journeys and adventures, and I, I want, do too. I, I really want to yeah. know what he's what he's up to. To me, like, gosh, when I think of those legend stories, I'm always just like, Finn is gonna be, because I, I I love I I get drawn to that character who is sort of like you got Ray who's super powerful, cho- the, almost like chosen one level, you know, Kylo and Ray. You see that like there's great uh, strength in each of them or whatever. But I love that unex that that, that character. That's why I thought they were just taking Finn and just gonna keep like. Like just keep rising, and all of a sudden he's force sensitive. We always talked about like these things, and just just go for it, just absolutely go mm-hmm. for it, and give us that character. And I, I, uh, um, but I don't know. I mean, it's so I'm still hopeful that we get that. It's disappointing that maybe we didn't in the sequels, but I don't know. We we could literally talk for hours about this because it it, it there's way right. more complexities to it. There's stuff that you, that you can get into with storytelling, um, with these directors having different directors, not having a cohesive story. You know, and then all these other dynamics. I mean, it's just, it's, it's right. just interesting, and it's just like I hope moving forward. Because my thing coming out of this, the, reading this article was, John, what's next? You know, how, how can we help? What can we do? You know, and and how and how do we how do we make this better? You know, and I and I hope, and I'm, I'm I can tell from the way he has been talking, working on projects and stuff, he's going to let us know, and yeah. we just need to pay attention. I'm a big believer. Um, and when I when I talk about the Jedi and 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 the Force and being um, you know j- trained at the Jedi Temple or whatever, I think we need to. I, I know I you know again I, I run several podcasts, so you 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 would not believe this maybe about me, but I think Matt will tell you. I prefer to listen. I I think we do need more people listening in this day and age that we live in, and so I'm here to listen. I mean, I'm talking a lot on the on, on my podcast, but I actually legitimately prefer to like like consume the stories hear about what's going on and then you know just kind of nerd out right. with, with my friends here as, so, as you as yeah. you know as you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of an old poem that we once we once read okay uh-huh yeah well one time ez came out to oregon and <laughs> we i don't know what it was but you came out you came out to oregon it was when i was living out here before and we went down to the beach we had some friends we were some friends staying at their beach house and they had like this house which is like full of this stuff and there's this poem on, I mean, it's just like one of those, you know, like, you, so you know, those restaurants where there's just like parking signs everywhere and like everything. Yeah. It was like that in, in, in this, in this house, this beach house, I think just cause they use it as like a cabin. And there was this, this poem that said a wise old owl set in an oak, the more he heard, the less he spoke, 
the less he spoke, the more he heard. Why aren't we all like that old Bert? And that whole wow. weekend, that <laughs> whole weekend, as and I just kept quoting it to each other. Yeah, and it was it was great. And I was just like, "What is that thing?" And I just had to pull it up here. But yeah, that's man, awesome. I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to li- listening. Listening is 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 important. Right. Yeah. And, and, and which again, we always say this in in our episodes, which is why we love. I mean, Matt and I in every project that we've done. We read your guys' thoughts, your transmissions. We listen. We listen to what you guys say, whether it's Ravens and bend the knee, or it's transmissions here, uh, or whatever. We we if you send it, we will read it. We've got one later today. We're going to talk about um, just because I love hearing. That's the whole point. I mean, I get to hear what Matt's mm-hmm. saying. He's listening to me. We're going back and forth, and then we've got people sending stuff in, and uh, it's it's great. I got people hitting me up on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, sending me like just food for thought. So I got like Matthew Perry later on. Shout out to him. We're going to talk about some of his things. So I, I don't know. I just and that's the spirit of, I guess, where I'm at and uh, that I want to listen. And I, I want to I think by doing that first, it's going to it's going to allow me to elevate the conversation. So but you do sometimes have to just sit and listen and reflect and go do some research. And I actually plan on doing more uh, even after this conversation. This is just sort of initial uh hitting uh, hitting matt and i and, and we're we're talking about it so yeah that's that yeah all right as well uh mandalorian update really we know it's coming out basically i think october 30th so the day before halloween uh the new logo shows it you know so last time it was orange this time it's blue mm-hmm. okay and yeah. the big difference is last time it was just mandalorian walking this time it's Mando and Baby Yoda. So, yeah. God, I'm ready. I got him back there. You can see him. He's got his party glasses on. He's got the strobe light. I mean, he's got the light going. Baby Yoda, man, I'm ready for him. Yeah. Kids love him. So I mean, oh. my niece and nephew don't know anything about Star Wars, just as you said about your your niece Rachel. It's like they don't know Star Wars, but they know Baby Yoda. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, whatever that device is that gets you into a good story and you, you can help teach kids and, the, and guide them, uh, you know, to fight for the light. Let's go. Right. I yeah. Mean, although I will I will say shout out to Nick Starwind, uh, who's, who's my brother, who um, has been getting, uh, you know, his daughter, my niece, Gwen, into Star Wars and her new favorite character as mm-hmm. is chopper she thinks chopper wow. is hilarious that's awesome that is so cool yeah, yeah. i i like, who's your who's your who's your favorite who's your favorite chopper yeah wow that's actually really cool because i mean ch- yeah chopper is hilarious and it's kind of got that uh get a little bit of an attitude and i always love the droids they don't get enough attention right. you know they don't man that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's so I, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, season two. We kind of thought over yeah. celebration weekend we might get a trailer. Uh, that's probably going to be coming. Uh, I'm guessing either early it's October or late soon. September. Yeah, I know? mean, I thought so. Here, so we thought I thought we were going to get it the weekend of Star Wars celebration, but then un- I mean, uh, totally unfortunately. And let's give a let's give a shout out. Um, Ch- is it Chiswick? Brock? Is that his name? Um, the the I, I just know him as the actor who played Black Panther died. Gosh, man, that was oh, yeah. horrible. He died of like cancer, and yeah. so you know, obviously Disney's gonna do. I mean, totally do the right thing and start just you know doing stuff in his his memory and everything, uh, everything like that. So I th- I think that's why. I mean, either one that I thought we would, we've gotten Mandalorian uh, trailer, and then this weekend 
um, is Mulan, right? So they're so the big their big push on Disney Plus is Mulan. So uh, maybe maybe next weekend is we'll get that Mandalorian teaser trailer. Yeah, I think you're probably yeah the 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 death of uh, Chadwick Boseman was like that was Bo- kind of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that happened and um, yeah. I, I, if, if even if they did, I mean it's it's I mean Star Wars Celebration was not going on. It was virtual anyways. The the store right. was open, so it, it it was you know, um yeah that we we needed to. I'm I'm glad they they uh, sent out a few different things on Twitter, social media, kind of honoring him and and talking about his life and the impact that he's had, and and that was yeah. that was good. I'm glad they did. I that, I, so. I thought I mean I don't I don't really know him from much outside of his his role as Black Panther. I guess he, he he was in he was in forty two a movie about Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I mean he was great. he was freaking great as Black Panther. I mean he was an amazing Black Panther. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah no he was great. Yeah, so I think I mean who, who knows? I mean I I, I kind of right. think we may we may we may not have we may not have been scheduled to get it anyway. But to me it seemed like hey Saturday night's going to be the night like they're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna get something if we if we get something and then that happened Saturday night. And so this weekend's Mulan. So probably, I mean, at earliest, I'm going to say next, next weekend or, or something. So, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Uh, even if it's just like a little teaser or something, something to start off with. And then as we get towards the end of September, um, a trailer looking, I mean, we're going to have to, I mean, we're, yeah, yeah. we're going to, well, yeah. Cause Monday, I think it was Monday was when we got the, we got the image. So, Right, and what it's uh, October thirtieth? Is that what it was? Thirtieth, which is the day before Halloween. So Halloween must. Let me look and see on the calendar here. So my guess is, so the thirtieth is a Friday. Yeah. So Halloween is a Saturday this this year. So okay. that to me. So if it were, I think if Halloween were a Friday, then it would be on Halloween. Gotcha. gotcha. Which so I am rocking. I am rocking a Halloween Star Wars shirt right now. You are. So let's, you are. Let, let's let let's go. Um, so yeah, actually, yeah. Gosh, we're gonna have to get our costumes ready. Uh, are we going to highball again? Mm-hmm. Is that is that on the map? Is that Woo! on the? <laughs> I think I'm going. I think I'm going to San. Di- I think I'm, I might be going to San Diego that that weekend. So I will be taking my my podcasting equipment on the road. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. No, that's cool. I'm excited for it. I I hope. Um, you know. And yeah. Like as you say, the image was cool. It was cool to see that he was walking with uh, Baby Yoda. Uh, the child, I should say, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. He will forever be Baby Yoda to me. Um, and yeah. hey, speaking of Yoda, we did get some uh, concept art of Yoda in the High Republic. Yeah, of you know our, our regular Yoda, just a couple a couple years before, a couple hundred years really before before Star Wars. Hey, man, he's looking good. He doesn't look old. Doesn't, you know, he's he's looking good. Can I say though? Did you? And I'm just totally joking here, right? But you look at this picture, this image. Star Wars, uh, you know, tweeted out um, the concept art, the artwork on Yoda. He looks a little smug. You know what I mean? He look does. at the, look at the face. <laughs> uh, I'm totally kidding. I actually love Yoda, and I was telling Matt beforehand. I kind of give him a hard time. Um, so I'm gonna go back and forth here. I'm gonna jump into the screen rant thing. I'm gonna talk about this this Clone Wars uh, situation. You know where they're kind of. Um, blaming Yoda for some stuff I don't think that they that he should be blamed for, and then we'll we'll kind of go back and forth between the High Republic Yoda and and Yoda as we know him in the Clone Wars. But so yeah, it was, that's cool to see. We got some High Republic Yoda. Looks great. He's awesome. This I, I, this this so this upset me a little bit. All right, this is um, mm-hmm. this Screen Rant article where they basically say Star Wars reveals Yoda knew the clones would slaughter the Jedi. 
I don't. Wow. I for a second I thought, did Mike Zero or someone write that? Like, <sighs> what's going on? That I mean, come on, guys. Star Wars reveals Yoda knew the clones would slaughter the Jedi. Now let me read the opening line to this. The latest Clone Wars tie-in reveals Master Yoda saw a vision of the clones' betrayal of the Jedi with Order 66, but failed to understand it. So, did he know? Did he actually know that the that the clones were going to slaughter the Jedi? No, Matt. He didn't actually know that, or he no. would have done something about it. He would have. He would have. He totally would have done something about it. And. That art—I don't know who wrote that article, but that Come is the on. biggest load of Bantha, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know that I've that I've ever heard in my life. Because okay, uh, we're critical. First I'm critical of Yoda, but I mean, come on. First and foremost, I mean, here's the thing: there's nothing that ha- that Yoda does in the entire everything we see of him on screen that leads me to believe that Yoda has foresight of anything, let alone a clone war. Okay. Episode one, uh-huh. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn. I think the Sith are back. If they were back, we'd know about it. And that's Mace Windu and Yoda's the head of the council. And he sits there and's like, yeah, probably right. Okay. Mace Windu to Yoda at the end of episode one. There's no mistaking it. The Sith are back. Yoda. Yep. Yep. You're right. At the beginning of episode two, Padme, I'm pretty sure Count Dooku is 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 a Sith, or he's the one behind the attack. Mace Windu. Count Dooku used to be a Jedi. I don't think he'd do that. And they are literally sitting across the table from Palpatine, and Yoda says, clouded the dark side is. So Yoda can sit across from the table from Palpatine, not know he's the Dark Lord of the Sith, have no clue about it, and you're trying, and there's, and you're going to try and convince me that Yoda knew that the clones were going to turn. Yeah, freaking right. That I look, I'm all down to entertain theories, okay? But when some of these clickbait websites come out and they try to say things as fact or you know whatever i mean i'm out dude and i'm out on this yeah i know so let me go over what this is just just because i think i i now actually have to go go read it uh so i guess thanks screen rant right (laughs) but i mean uh and i was planning on it it is on the list uh the clone wars stories of light and dark so it's a canon anthology book based on and inspired by the animated television series star wars the clone wars so it's based on that um, it features 11 short stories from 11 authors. There's some illustrations. It looks cool. I think you guys should check it out. I definitely will. And I think it's just a cool book to even have on the shelf. Like, it's got some good artwork in it and looks awesome. So here's the publisher's summary. An epic clash between the forces of light and dark, between the Galactic Republic and the Separatist, between brave heroes and brilliant uh, vill- villains. Uh, the fate of the galaxy is at stake and this Emmy award-winning animated series, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, so, yeah, it goes on just to kind of say you're going to relive me- uh, memorable moments and stunning adventures from attempted assassinations to stolen bounties, from lessons learned uh, to loves lost. All your favorite characters are in there. Uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, uh, Yoda, Ahsoka Tano, Captain Rex, Darth Maul, Count Dooku, and more. So it's cool. You've got some really good authors in there. Jason Fry's one. Um, stood out to me pretty neat just uh, 
yeah, it, it looks looks cool. But the problem I have, do not ever – Yoda would – I mean, I, I guess this. I'm just I'm taking this personal because I have been critical. Master Yoda, I, I think it's more about the Force, man. I think there was, there was a shift. Yeah. Something happened. They did. Mace Windu did say something. They have lost their ability to use the Force, to truly gain well, insight. And, and you yeah. know, they lost their focus in their way. Yeah. Well, and let me and let me just say this real quick. So, one of the things that happens, especially in Star Wars, because it's constantly, you know, getting additions to it, is things will happen. So, like, let's say that somebody next year writes a now Disney lets it be canon book in which yeah. Yoda did know this. Well, people will point to that and say, "See, I told you. That's what that's what happened." No. No. <laughs> okay. No. They changed the story to allow for that to happen, right? Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a total difference of cuz I don't you know, it'd be like you'd have to go back and ask George Lucas, "George, did Yoda know yes or no?" And if he says no, then that's the way it is. But if Disney, if you know, if Disney changes, like I could write a, a book tomorrow, and Disney can say, you know what, that's great, let's make it canon, in which I gave Luke a vision when he was five, and that he would one day become a Jedi, and that he would do all these things, and so you know, like secretly, Luke Skywalker is the bad guy the entire time, you know what I mean? Which is just like some off the wall, totally random idea, and you know what, I could I could present that to you right now. I could say, hey. I get this theory that Luke's the bad guy the entire time. And you'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my uh -huh. life. But yeah. then I could write a book and Disney could say, you know what, let's make it canon. Well, then they changed the story to make that. Okay. That's not the original story. So I'm out. Well, now, yeah. that's where I'm at. No, I get you. I get you. You could take that. So like, <laughs> let's say like Luke Skywalker, ultimate bad guy. All of a sudden they say everything Luke Skywalker did led to this point where he was like, you get to even the, the rise of Skywalker. They could go as far as to say Luke wanted to go to the nether side of the force to become a force ghost so that he could corrupt something on the other right. side. I mean, you could just go nuts with it. Right. Uh, so I get what you're saying. I actually thought the same thing. I was like, no, if George, I mean, go back to like that original. These other things have to kind of complement that and I do just get a little bit worried when you say that so when you actually go read it and you actually look at the article and you actually look at the book it seems like that Yoda had a vision that he didn't understand it made no sense it, and, and that's that's fine okay but do not come out and tell me that Yoda knew Yoda would be doing all sorts of things to kind of you know uh right to, to figure that out we like that yeah. so anyways it seems cool now I'm intrigued now I'm gonna go uh you know read and and, and look and look into this um, but I did want to, it did make me think about the Yoda in the High Republic and Yoda in the Clone Wars and Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. And a lot of times we see these characters who in 60 to 70 years, they grow, we see them learn and evolve. Yoda, over 900 years, right, has been learning and has mm -hmm. been growing strong in the ways of the Force. <laughs> and I'm just like... Was there something that, that happened? I'm really interested in this High Republic story because is there something that happened with the Force? Were they attacked in some way? It's set, what, 200 years? or I've, I've seen conflicting things, mm -hmm. whether it's two or 400. I've seen, I've seen 200 or 400, right. Yeah, I don't really... So, so we're somewhere in that ballpark. Um, but yeah, it's... it's uh, I'm just thinking to myself, what was going on? Are we going to get into this rule of two, the Sith? Was there something else? Has there been an attack on it? Um, how were they different? How were the Jedi different back then than what we see them become 
in the Clone Wars because something that Dooku Jedi lost uh, that that little it was an audio drama they they then uh, did an actual book on it which is which is really cool and Master and Apprentice both of those those uh, pieces showed me that the Jedi were very political and that they often yes. were 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 working with or for the Senate and were um, I don't know I mean that they they understood politics and they were more almost like enforcers of, of these politicians I mean not not that's that's extreme I, I shouldn't say it that way right um i know because, i know because i, I just ripped say. screen rant for being extreme on on yoda so <laughs> but but uh yeah i, I don't know it, it's it's interesting to see how did they get to that point how did they get to this 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 place where politics are really leaking into council business and the way of the jedi and it's like qui-gon's cutting through all of that and you that's why I love Qui-Gon so much, because you see he is in tune with the Force, and he is thinking back on ancient prophecies and wondering, those were so important that we preserved them, and that these Jedi had these, why are they so dismissed? You know, and it's, Yoda says it, like there are, they've become arrogant, they've become arrogant in their abilities, and they've, oh, they've, they've uh, grown overconfident, um, and so we've got flaws. Yoda in Empire, completely different, man. The, mm -hmm. It's 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 very cool. Uh, cool, not the good word, not 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 the right word, I should say. But like to see him go back to Episode One, and to see Yoda there, just being completely outsmart or not, you know, manipulated, just outmaneuvered by Darth Sidious. It yeah. is just un unreal, and I think that that is legitimately what makes the originals so freaking good that like like the prequels are such a good complement to the originals because you go back and you see okay yoda when he says that in empire when he's talking to luke and he says to beware do not underestimate the powers of the emperor he he knows it i mean he means it he absolutely means it because he did and then so for luke to go in there knowing that and, and understanding who Yoda is. Um, and he doesn't have the full picture on that, but to, to hear that warning from Yoda, go back and see why Yoda would give us that warning, and then to see Luke still go face the Emperor, and really the person who knows exactly what they're up against is Anakin Skywalker, because he's also been there since the beginning. And it's just, it's, it's such a good compliment. And it's, it is the, our frustration sometimes when we talk about the sequels, although I love the characters and I love some of the story and I can't wait for more and I want, I want it to kind of just continue to grow and hopefully they can do things to make it better. I'm telling you right now, the prequels and the originals are, are a pretty good compliment to one another, you know? Yes. But, uh, yes. yes, they are. Hey, well, speak, Hey, speaking of the prequels, we do have a transmission here. Um, from our buddy Sir Matthew Perry, so let's uh, give him give him a shout out here. He says, "Dude, I'm watching Phantom Menace, and it occurred to me when Qui Gon and Obi Wan arrive back in Coruscant, they are greeted on a platform by Palpatine, the acting Chancellor. Um, I think this was it was during this moment since Palpatine is a powerful Sith Lord. Uh, you know, do you think this is when he senses the Force and Anakin?" Um, you know, this is just food. You know, food, food for thought. You know, at what point does he really start to to to, to take notice of Anakin? Because at the end of, you know, uh, episode one, he says, you know, we'll watch your career with great interest. Yeah, I mean, he says, you know, so like, you know, would he feel it the same way that any other Jedi would? So like, the Jedi can sense that they're. I mean, Qui Gon says to the Council, you know, uh, clearly you can you can sense this, 
right? And then Yoda does this whole thing where he looks, he's powerful. Yes, he is. But he senses other things around him, you know, fear um, and, and <clears> stuff. <throat> and that can lead to anger and aggression and hate, so on, suffering, the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? Does does uh, Sidious kind of, um, you know, when he, when he sees Anakin there, is he already uh, sensing his power? I mean, is that also... See, here, here's something interesting about... Yoda and Dagobah is that the dark side did actually kind of mask his presence and and the, and also life being there all the life that was on Dagobah I mean he was able to kind of hide himself and conceal himself in the force a little bit right so it, you know it does do Qui-Gon well, and Obi-Wan overshadow what what is happening with Anakin you know what I mean like like, like well I would say I'd I'd say for me I think there's two possible there's I, I don't know about I don't think this moment right here um, I would say there's two possible I'd say there's two possible ways it, it could go down way one is you know you go back to Plagueis and Anakin having you know is there is there is anything anything that involves the birth of Anakin right all of the theories of Anakin is Plagueis, you know, like, you know, or Plagueis created him or Palpatine created him or, you know, all the stuff to deal with, like, the whole creation of life and preserving life and all that stuff, you know, all those theories surrounding Anakin's birth that also relate to Palpatine. So if that if that is true, then, okay, you've got you've got something to do. You've got something there. I would say it would be afterwards in which Palpatine looks at the funeral um, I would actually say is is more likely that Palpatine sees an opportunity with Qui-Gon having just died and knowing more about who Qui-Gon is. And obviously Qui-Gon, who is different from the Council, took such a strong interest in this kid because before it's kind of just like yeah, Anakin's there. Um, and yeah, his metachlorians are off the, off the chart. But I don't know if that if Palpatine could sense the power in him that's off the chart because obviously Qui-Gon even had to use like his, his thing. So I don't, I don't know if you can sense like, I, I guess I don't know if it's like, Oh, I can sense. Yeah. You know, like the only, the only other, the only other thing I can use to describe is like Dragon Ball Z, right. In which they can sense how powerful they are, but they're like the scaling's like all over the place. And so, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if, if like let let's say let's say Yoda, I don't know if Yoda can look at Obi Wan and say, well, Obi Wan is you know just is this much less powerful they say, say than Mace Windu, just for you know sake of yeah. sake of argument. So I'm sure he's probably like, oh, he he's 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 strong in the Force, but it's, I don't know that he can say like at that moment, well, his metachlorian count is higher than even that of, of that of Yoda. It's just when he meets him on the bridge. So I would say it's either. He had something to do with Anakin's birth and all of those theories, like the plague, Plagueis, him, any of that stuff. Um, or it is likely at the end of the funeral in which he sees this young boy. He's seen now that, wow, he did this great feat. Um, and, you know, he blew up that Trade Federation ship flying. Uh Qui-Gon is now dead. My apprentice Darth Maul has also just been killed. So I'm now he's now he's got to start making moves. So I would say at the end is is where it's a little more uh, a little more. And it's also I mean it's also entirely likely that he just says that because he's just there. You know, hey, yeah, we'll watch I'll watch your and he doesn't even he doesn't even realize just how powerful he is at that moment. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. All. It, all yeah. 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 Great thoughts. And I it, and it's something that grows. Yeah. I gotcha. Yep. Um. So a couple things. I'm just kind of kind of thinking through this here. You're right in that. Um. Yeah. They don't necessarily know exactly how powerful he is. He's he's still young. He's untrained. Um. I love I love thinking about Kylo Ren. You know, she's she's strong in the Force, stronger than she knows. I mean, he can sense mm-hmm. that. Luke can totally sense that Ray is powerful and sense that same strength in Ben Solo. Um, so, to some degree, yes. And I think the Sith Lords can as well, for sure. It's the it's the Force. You can sense it in someone. Um, but how significant is it? Is it is it significant? Is it significant enough? that Sidious would say, yes, I'm going to focus on that boy to be my apprentice. I think it's what you say, and that it's Qui-Gon took great interest in this. He hears the rumors. I mean, he's tied into the Senate. The Senate and and the Jedi are talking all the time, and hears that there was this boy brought before the Council. Qui-Gon defied the Council once again. Qui-Gon even died going and fighting his, by the way, his very own, you know, apprentice, Darth Maul, right? So definitely there's some some high interest in, in, in this. Um... The other thing, so going to a novel that is now Legends um, and is not canon, is the Plagueis novel. And in that, it's, it's kind of a different a- account. Uh, basically, you know, Darth Plagueis was trying to, to create, to procreate individuals from midichlorians in the Force. And that essentially by doing some of that experimenting and stuff, the Force countered with the Chosen One. You know, the, the light side. You know, it's, it's sort of what Luke says about... You know, when powerful darkness, where Snoke is talking about it as well, like powerful darkness will rise and then powerful light will also rise to meet it. Balance is is happening. It's trying to balance itself out. So um, in the Plagueis novel, they do kind of sense that to some degree. I forget exactly how it goes down, but that is kind of talked about and seemingly is on uh, Palpatine or Sidious's radar because it was on Plagueis's radar. So that's that's kind of crazy and cool. but that again is a legends novel, so it doesn't really bear any weight now. So, but no, it's a good, so it's a great question. It's it's something to to think about. I think he does know. It's more just that the council was looking at this boy. He's put forward as the chosen one. You, I right. mean, you think that's not going to get around as a? I mean, I know the Jedi can keep a seat. I mean, can they? I don't know. Maybe they can't. Like, <laughs> see, there's too many people uh, on that council were in the order who were too close to too many senators look at anakin and how close he gets and is allowed to get to palpatine uh secrets and stuff are getting out so palpatine would have known yeah yeah so, all right hey great hey great great transmission sir matthew perry guys let us know you know shoot us a comment uh or, or, or a follow-up transmission let me when, when do you think that anakin you know that palpatine took interest in in anakin's in anakin's life um all right as we got one more here this one's kind of this one's kind of fun and you may have to take the lead on this one because i'm not entirely sure of the properties of of this weapon he is using to compare here so uh from joshua williams he says are as there are few um substances capable of deflecting or resisting the strike of a lightsaber do you believe that the sword of Gryffindor, which is the uh, mythical sword from Harry Potter, could deflect a lightsaber based on its inherent qualities, or would it first require exposure to Beskar or um, Cortosis, or perhaps uh, be used to slay a Zillow beast? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so I have I I have to say here of the Sword of Gryffindor, what what I remember, all I remember is that in Harry Potter, Neville Longbottom, you know, I mean, Ron and them find it right, and and then because it appears when you most need it, and uh, Neville uses it to slay Nagini, and it's like an epic moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is an epic moment. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, here's the thing, guys. I hate to say it. All right, but there is no way that any sword or artifact from the Potterverse could do any damage or stand up to any lightsaber in 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 you know a galaxy far far away. I'm I just it no. Mm-hmm. The answer, plain and simple. The answer is no. <laughs> Solution Flake is over there just getting absolutely pissed at me uh, for saying it. But I get what I get the and actually I totally get the point here. Um, is it's and it's fun. It's sort of a you know what if crossing of the fandoms here. So again, thanks Joshua Williams for sending that. Um, so it's the the question is, the sword of Gryffindor takes in these properties, right? So could it deflect a lightsaber based on its inherent qualities, um, or would it first require exposure to Beskar, uh, Cortosis? And so he's listing off things that like if you're expo- if that sword, the sword of Gryffindor, was exposed to. Uh, Beskar or um, was used to slay a Zillow beast which by the way was one of those creatures that Palpatine was trying to figure out how their armor was you know using their armor and was going to use that to suit up some of the clone troopers so that way they had light lightsaber resistant um, armor kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. yeah so would it if it were explo- if it were exposed to that I guess yes I mean you know if, if it actually is if it takes in some of those, uh, you know, qualities, tributes, where uh, you know, whatever they're called, uh, you know, is exposed yeah, let me, to it. Uh, let me, here, I have I have some of the magical properties of it. It says, much like a wand, the sword of Gryffindor appears to be almost um, sentient, responding uh, to appeals to help by uh, Gryffindor's chosen successor. So you have to be a true Gryffindor, and I think the more magical property of this sword is more that it will appear when you need it. Not that it, because uh, it's made of silver. Um, it says uh, it binds substances which strengthen it, which can then be used against enemies. So it is used to destroy some Horcruxes because um, it does have uh, basilisk venom. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I do not think that it uh, could. So be as a it light, stands, could be the lightsaber, right? Right, as it stands in the Potterverse, no. Because it has not encountered best right. I- anything in, in the Star Wars-verse that would... You know, if you take a lightsaber and you walk it into the Harry Potter fandom, I mean, it's just going to... Bl- nothing can... I mean... Right. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could... Magic, you could, you know, do some... What, but, like, no. I mean, actually, right. like, well, sword-on-sword it's, contact. It's, it's, it's a good thing gonna... It's a it's a good thing that Death Battle broke this down for us, in which they had Legends <laughs> Luke Skywalker fight uh, Harry oh. Potter and... Legends Luke Skywalker absolutely decimated Harry (laughs) Potter. (laughs) Absolutely. Because because Legends Luke Skywalker is like Superman level, uh, pretty much. I mean, he's like, he's so so absurdly powerful. No, I mean, look, I do think that there are weapons from other fandoms uh, that could. um, I mean, most notably the one that pops into my mind. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to fight certainly a Jedi. but uh, the Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda, which um, magical quality is that it will push back 
pure evil. So if you were to fight a Sith, it could stand up to a Sith lightsaber. But if you were to fight a Jedi, I don't know that it would break, but I don't think that it would it would not be as powerful. It would be more powerful fighting a Sith because it specifically pushes back evil. Okay, wait, yeah, I get you. Okay. Okay. So that there's like there's like just so the Master Sword and the Legend of Zelda, its whole deal is that it 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 will it it's like basically invincible against evil. Right? And so like so but it has to be evil. So it doesn't matter what it is, as yeah. long as it's evil. So if you were to use it against Palpatine, no matter what he threw at you, you could deflect it, you could do whatever you want, and you'd be I just see. fine. I Lightsaber see. doesn't matter. But right, if you right. were to use it to fight, say, episode six Luke, well, you know, I mean, it's just a regular. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just more like about the a, opponent it's just, versus it's the... just it is. It's way more. It's way more about the opponent. Like I don't know. I don't know about He Man Sword. What kind of power it has? I mean, it turns him into He Man. Oh I don't know if it can. I don't know if it can. I don't know. I don't know if it can stand up. By to the power of grace. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, Lionosaur from Thundercats. I mean, I'm sure there's some other weapons out there that. God, go should we do a sword breakdown? This is. I mean. Should, that, that could that could go that could go toe to toe. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Valyrian steel from Game of Thrones is getting shredded by a lightsaber. I mean, shredded. it's just it's yeah. shredded. So I mean, they, they got they got nothing like there. I even think the swords from Lord of the Rings done. I mean, foe hammer, sting. I think they're just getting shredded by a lightsaber. Yeah, uh, yes, unless yeah, they probably are most likely unless something you know. Now Rand Randall Thor's Heron Mark blade from Wheel of Time. That I don't know about. And I, I was, not, I almost, I haven't you, got, I if haven't anyone watches the video, <laughs> I almost spoiled something because I, I started to say, oh, the Heron Mark Blade is, and I just was like, what is don't, wrong with me? To, no, what is wrong with me? It, I can't but, say but anything. Right now, but right now, I'm leaning um, towards it. It could, it could go toe to toe with a lightsaber. But, you know, like Thor's hammer, I think, could go toe to toe with it for a while. But even Thor's hammer, I don't know. Thor's hammer can, it can straight up take lightning bolts. So, I mean, it's, it's probably pretty good. Right. So, I, certainly Captain America's shield. But, but here's the thing. When we go back to the Sword of Gryffindor, if it can take on... And let me just make it clear. So Beskar um, is lightsaber resistant. Um, I think it's like to a certain degree. I mean, I don't know that it's... Right. I, even, it's even, actually, well, because even Mando says that Besk, the Beskar held up, right? When he got, when yeah. he got shot. Yeah, right, he, right, it, right. he didn't... Yeah, he didn't... He, it does, it's not like Beskar is invincible. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. Because it's it's resistant. It's also more resistant. It's not. It it's not adamant. It's it's not adamantium or whatever the other one is that they they have in in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Not like blaster bolts. Yeah, is it what? It, it, what is it? It's it adamantium. Kind of take those what's on. the other one? Um. Oh, you mean from Marvel? Yeah. Because oh, it's like it's whatever Captain America's shield is made out of. Yeah. Vibranium. And I think they're like the same thing. I don't know. It's like I think adamantium is like refined or something or I okay. don't know. Gotcha. Well, I mean, anyway, so I think it's cool. It'd be cool to kind of break down the different swords from various fandoms. I would love to do that and get people's thoughts on this. But but to get to the Gry the Gryffindor sword, though, if there was something in the Star Wars verse or any other uh, fandom or verse that could make it like, you know, right. stand up to a lightsaber. Yeah, it, it actually can take on. It take it takes on those properties, you know. I mean, it right. it it does. So it's, it's what it did with the Basculus Basculus Venom. Like it did that, it took that on as as a strength. So yeah, uh, yeah. If it touches something, 
that can withstand a lightsaber, it, I guess it's go time. You know, I mean, maybe. and lightsabers and lightsabers aren't like perfect. I mean, we see them break all the time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You could actually take the sword of Gryffindor, and you could, if you got to Just the chop you know, the hill. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You could totally uh, t- take it out there. Um, I mean, really, what we do in Star Wars is you just cut, you know, cut their hand off. That's that's really what right. uh, yeah, what you're supposed to do. So, uh, but no, I think that that's interesting. Gosh, it just takes me back to what you always say, which is like all great stories, right? They just they start with a a boy or a girl finding a magical sword, and then boom, we are off on an adventure. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So awesome, awesome. All right, guys. Hey, be sure to send us more because we love talking Star Wars. We love talking your guys' Star Wars thoughts. So, with that, we want to thank you guys for hanging out in hyperspace. Uh, be sure to keep shooting us those transmissions. And guys, I think it's time. Mando season two predictions. I think I think it's time, as let's start. Right, yeah. Let's start doing it. Okay. I'm probably going to start my Mando rewatch here shortly, maybe yep. even tonight. Uh, after I finish Cobra Kai. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you guys shoot us your Mando season two predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you guys next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.